0: Welcome to the Compliance Collective Podcast. My name is Lauren Gray from Gray Management Systems, your compliance training specialists. Our aim is to bring you updates, tips and important information regarding all things compliance. Thank you for joining us. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we are talking about workplace safety. I have Hazel Smirless joining me today. Hazel is a compliance expert. She's the director and founder of the Compliance Lab and has over 10 years of experience in the compliance industry. Hazel loves creating structures and systems to help small to medium enterprises run their businesses more effectively. Hazel and her team assist companies with developing management systems with a particular focus on quality, safety, environmental and information security. All the good stuff. Today, Hazel will join us to discuss how businesses and their staff can remain safe during COVID-19. Hazel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It's great to be here. Oh, that's that's okay. Um, let's start let's talk about COVID-19 what impact has this had on business workplace health and safety so look I
1: think there has been a huge number of impacts to lots of businesses Mm -hmm. but if we just look at the frame of safety I think people now need to look at the risks associated with COVID-19 and managing that in their businesses. So I think that's the biggest piece. So we also now have a lot of staff working from home and that also changes the safety risks for the business Um, so the key with that piece particularly is we've got people working in home environments Mm. so there's changes to things like physical risks. so have they set up their work environment you know is their workstation set up properly all those kinds of things the lighting have they established a proper workstation then you've got all those psychological risks as well with people working remote working remotely working alone all those things are also issues um, that businesses are now facing.
0: Yes, absolutely. Even things like fatigue or issues with um, within the domestic environment, um, violence or even homeschooling. What are some of the other um, pressures or issues that you've seen? there's
1: a lot of like there's no uh, difference between home and work so we're finding people are working longer not having those breaks not getting up going for a walk making a coffee just we're finding people are sitting a lot more than what they ever have and not taking the breaks like when you're in an office you get up you go make a coffee you might go chat to someone all of that now has kind of gone um so it is really important during this time that Businesses are staying connected, mm. that they use Zoom or Teams or whatever they use to keep talking to their staff. I think that is the, the, the really big piece.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what one thing that I'd like to clarify too, um, but what's the difference between oc- occupational health and safety and workplace health and safety?
1: Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> they're essentially the same thing. Okay. Um, they're both all about health and safety in the workplace. In 2012, I think it was, the new WH work health and safety laws commenced to try and harmonise all the laws across Australia. Uh All the states didn't jump on board to that. So some states have WHS and some, like Victoria, still has OHS obligations. But essentially, safety and OHS and WHS is all about keeping
0: people safe in the workplace. Mm. So with oh is the bottom line for businesses? Like what are the, their requirements? What do they need to do? Essentially, businesses need to make sure their staff
1: are safe. Yeah. And not only their staff, anyone that is in their workplace is captured by that umbrella. And what the business needs to do is make sure they're aware of all the risks mm-hmm. and do whatever they can to control those risks. Uh and I guess that that's the big piece. But a lot of people aren't aware of their requirements and I think that is sort of the biggest gap I see when it comes to businesses.
0: Mm, okay. Why do you think there is this lack of awareness regarding safety?
1: I'm not sure. There is so much information out there mm. and I think sometimes people just don't go there. Mm. It's easier not to know than to know. Now, recently, particularly in Victoria, we... Took on there's a new uh, manslaughter law so yes you can't say anymore that you don't know what the safety legislation is if someone dies under your care and your workplace mm. you are now um, up for manslaughter you know being charged with manslaughter so yes. huge huge implications so and there are people that don't know that that's even come about so it's just they don't go there and I think that's the hard piece and I think when we come across businesses and what we do is help them be aware of their safety requirements and make sure by the end of the time that we've been working with them that that's that they're aware of what they need to be doing and that they make sure they manage those risks in their business
0: how can um businesses like what's your advice to businesses to actually stay up to date with all because like legislation is changing consistently obviously um but is there like one go-to place that they can go to to keep up to date or subscribe yeah there is
1: yeah yeah the safe work australia awesome Mm -hmm. website so even at the moment with all this covid stuff that is an, an awesome resource so it has by industry what you could be doing and it breaks it down literally if you're in construction you can click on construction and it will tell you what you need to cover so and obviously each of the states within Australia also have their own websites um, okay. in terms of work safe, work cover all those kinds of things so you can go to those websites and literally just type what you need and it will bring it up but there's also a space where you could go I'm in this industry what's applicable to me and it is all there yes it can be overwhelming because there is a lot Mm. um but you can also call these places as well so they've all got um like hotlines that you could call for extra information as well
0: that's a really helpful resource what we're going to do is we'll pop that in the show notes that website what i want to talk to you about now is the difference between the two safety standards so as4801 and iso 45001 um Yeah, what is the difference between these two? Okay, so they're
1: both safety management system standards. Mm -hmm. ISO 45,000 is a reasonably new international standard on safety. Mm. So it took a long time to get an international standard worldwide accepted in terms of ISO. Mm. Um, Now we have that. And that 45,001 standard actually really well aligns itself with the quality management system standard of ISO 9001 yeah. and even the and even the environmental one of 14001 so the structure of 45001 lines up beautifully against those other two standards mm. 4801 is an older standard um, it has been around for a while and it is only an Australian and New Zealand standard um, applicable to mm. to us essentially. So eventually everyone knew 4801 was going to be overtaken by 45,001 and, one. Oh, okay. and it's, almo- it's almost taken a good year for that to happen mm. but now everyone's got till I think it was September next year to phase out that 4801 standard. Mm. The difference between them both isn't huge. So the people that were doing 4801, essentially are meeting the bulk of the 45,001 standard. Mm-hmm. So we really had an awesome base here in Australia. So people who were certified to 4801 really were doing a lot in terms of their safety.
0: Mm, that's handy, yeah. And so what about businesses that um, need to upgrade and, and move to the ISO um, standard? What what What's your advice with, with that, how they would go about that, I suppose? I, I would
1: suggest the certification body that they're with would Mm -hmm. have a checklist a gap analysis checklist okay um but the first step would be by the iso 45001 standard yeah first up by the standard they should have the 4801 and compare the two Mm. if someone's already 9001 certified Mm. the bulk of what they need to change has already been captured by that yeah to be completely honest um the key difference really is Things like um, leadership and, you know, making sure that the management is committed. Um, so there's things like that that are a little bit different to the 4801 mm. standard. So not a huge difference. So it really is important for them to buy the standard, have a look at the difference. And there is a lot of stuff on, on the internet. I mean, even if you did a Google search, what's the difference? Mm. It automatically, it, you know, you'll find reams of things. Mm. Good old Google, hey? I oh, know, but it's not significant. So 4801 was a very good base that Australia um, and New Zealand had. So 45001 is really not a huge jump.
0: Mm, okay. And why would companies go down the track of even bothered being certified to um, the ISO 40, 45001 standard?
1: So I guess a lot of the times people head to the ISO space because there's a tender they need to meet. Mm-hmm. Uh that is really the main driver, I find. I don't, okay. you know, we find people come to us yeah. with the requirement, hey, I need this standard, how do I do it? But the real thing is if you're putting in any system, you should be getting benefit from it. So mm. my big thing when I tell people ticking a box is not, or what these standards are about, These should be making your business far more effective, particularly if we're looking at 45,001. It should reduce your workplace incidents. Mm. It should reduce the cost of your insurance premiums. It Mm. should create a health and safety culture in your business. Mm. Um, It should enforce um, that leadership commitment to safety. Um, It will assist you to also meet your legal and regulatory requirements because part of these standards even 4801, is that you know what your requirements are. Mm. Big difference between 4801 and 45001 is that you now need to say, I understand my compliance requirements, but this is how I meet them. So you actually have to be quite aware of what the requirements are in terms of your legal obligation. Mm, And I think the big piece with all of this is it improves your staff morale. Um, Mm -hmm. It definitely has an impact on the culture in your business if you show that commitment to safety. Mm. Obviously, there's also that that front that you know your reputation. It can be seen that you are certified. Someone's checking that you are doing as much as you can to be safe. Mm. So I think that they're the they're the main benefits of having mm. the ISO forty five thousand standard.
0: And is there any particular types of um, industry or um, businesses that you work with um, that are, that do go down this the safety path.
1: So look, a lot of construction companies mm-hmm. and a lot of people that feed into that construction space, so engineers, architects, um, obviously actual construction companies, painters, we've had loads of different businesses that feed into that construction pool. Um, AS4801 was a requirement for asbestos removalists as well, oh, so goodness. that was part of Part of them having a license to be able to remove all, t- all types of asbestos, they would have to get 4801. Mm. So now, obviously, that will be changed to the new 45,001 standard. So some industries have it that you need to have this ISO certification to be able to do the work. But I think a lot of the times people need the ISO standards to tender for work. Yeah, And especially at the moment where there is a lot of government work, one of the tick boxes in your tender will be, do you have ISO, ISO certification? And they will ask for things like quality, safety and environment. Mm. So that that's the big piece, I think. People are being asked for it, particularly in tenders.
0: Absolutely. Mm, that's really interesting. With Because um, we know like nine thousand one's by far the most popular and probably the most sort of um, yes. You know, Recognised. Worldwide. Yeah. Do you think yep. safety is, especially considering the current environment, is also going to be on the, the rise as well, considering what's just happened in the world? I think so, and the
1: people who have these ISO systems have Mm. an awesome base now to deal with all these things that are happening with COVID, right? Yes. So they know know their obligations. They have systems to look at incidents. They have systems to reduce their risk. So already they're implementing things based on what their system already has in it. Mm. So I, I think the big piece is being ISO certified for these businesses means that they can adapt, and I know I don't love that word either, or pivot. (laughs) <laughs> and make sure that their system is actually capturing this covid-19. And and that's what we've been doing for a lot of businesses. We've been updating things like their risk registers. We've been making sure they've got a working from home policy. We've been making sure that they've got, you know, a work working from home safety checklist, uh, having a business plan that captures what they're doing, how are they meeting those covid-19 requirements? All those pieces are in the, in those systems um, to make sure that they are legally compliant.
0: Mm, that's some good advice there, definitely. And and, and uh, although that's sort of what what's great to to do now, what have you seen sort of post lockdown for for many businesses? Where where should they be starting to think more strategically, or you know, for the future after lockdown?
1: Yeah, so obviously we're still in lockdown <laughs> in um, Victoria, yeah, true.
0: but. <laughs> As we were coming
1: back out of it, uh, we had established a, a business safety plan and I think that was one of the most critical documents that every business should be looking at.
0: Okay. But
1: aside from that, it's really looking at what am I doing to control um, any risk that hits my business again? Mm. So start looking at, you know, this might this is something that's never happened before, but what if it happened again? Mm. What do I need to do to protect my business protect my staff and make sure that we've done whatever we can to ensure everyone's safe Um, and start looking at those things start doing like a risk assessment of where your business is at and looking at where are my risks what am i exposed to and looking at it at a lens you know with safety as well like what am i doing to make sure everybody is safe
0: yes definitely applying that safety lens so important Um, I'm wondering, have you seen any common themes or any barriers that um, keep popping up for your clients who are going through the certification process um, to the safety standards?
1: Um,
0: I think a lot of the times it's getting
1: um, what they do down on paper or, you know, getting that information out of the people who do the doing Mm. into some sort of flowchart or into some sort of documentation. I think it's getting the information and systemizing what they do mm. then looking at things like we talked about getting them aware of what are my requirements legally what should I be doing to make sure that my business is managing all its risks mm-hmm. and and then training people I think that's the biggest piece is making sure people are consulted and a part of that process and mm. I think that's what makes a really successful business And also a successful system is having that buy-in from the staff, having them being part of building those systems is really, really important, I think. So consultation and communication, even with this whole COVID-19 piece, has been the biggest piece that I've been really harping on about is making sure that even your staff know what you're doing as a business. Um, I think that
0: is really important. Oh, absolutely. I love that. I love your approach. I think that's fantastic. So important. And, and really, this time has highlighted probably more than ever before how important communication is. So I, mm. I know. And
1: it is, it is a hard space when you are working from home. Like yeah. I'm doing that at the moment with my team and it is – hard to get that connection like you used to. So I think it is really important that they're consulted with, that you're still doing the training you always did, that you're still having regular meetings and making sure that they're aware you're open to
0: communication and at, at any point in time. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so just lastly, this has been a really good chat, um, what does the Compliance Lab offer um, regarding workplace safety?
1: Okay, so obviously we help businesses develop and implement ISO systems Mm -hmm. Uh, we work mainly in quality safety environment and we started now doing information security Mm. but we set up those systems and get them certified we also help businesses to maintain those systems so we may go in monthly by monthly depending on the business and the type of business they are Mm. um, to keep those systems going so doing their audits doing them um, management reviews those kinds of things but we can also go in um, and check people like do a bit of a gap analysis and check that people are meeting their safety legal re- requirements yes like a bit of a gap analysis but we also go to sites. so we particularly do a lot of construction site audits to check that those construction sites are safe mm. and they're meeting their legal requirements
0: as well mm. oh that's good that's very interesting um really interesting about information security, and I wish we had more time because I'd love to talk to you about more about <laughs> that because that's another area, such an important area, isn't it, especially at I the minute. Know. Especially at the minute as well. That's sort of, yeah, been... All the risks and the uh, threats that have been coming through um during lockdown yeah it's it's very it's huge
1: yeah i know and i guess at the moment we're all on on our computers we're all you know online we're all on zoom calls you know all these meetings are all happening online which used to be remote you know or face-to-face i should say
0: absolutely yeah yeah oh that's great and um hazel if anyone wanted to get in contact with you what's the best way to do that uh,
1: obviously, I've got the LinkedIn profile, but you can get onto our website, which is um, very simple. So it's, you know, www.compliancelab.com.au um, or give me a buzz, um, which is, I'm not sure you going to include those details. I will. I'll put in... them in the show notes. So,
0: um, yes, okay. everyone will know how to contact you and your team. Awesome. So thanks so much awesome. for joining us today. I really, it's a short chat, but I, um, I think it's a really important one, especially to have at the minute. So thank you very much for that no problem thanks for having me no worries thank you thanks for listening in today i hope that you've found this episode helpful and informative please take a moment to hit subscribe and if you know someone in the compliance field or someone who may just be interested in today's episode please feel free to share be well stay safe and happy auditing everyone